Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today on Things You Should Know, I'm going to talk aloud my decision-making process on purchasing an e-bike. So stick around. Here at Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome into the podcast. Uh, my name is Kelly. I'm your host. You have reached Things You Should Know podcast. Today is October the 29th. A few more days to Halloween. Today's a Friday. I'm recording on a Friday. I hope you guys are doing well. Friday, one of my favorite days of the week. I hope you guys have had a productive week, a successful one. What a great way to to end your week or just even to start your day, if that's what you're doing now, if you're listening in the future. Uh, thank you for listening to Things You Should Know podcast, particularly if you are a first timer. If this is your first time listening to Things You Should Know, please go ahead now and subscribe. We'd love for you to return. So it's important that you remember who we are and where we are. If you turn on notifications for your podcast, you can get a little text message there. The next time we upload uh, some new content, which should be in about two days, you can be the first to know and the first to listen. Folks that have been supporting us since day one, thank you guys so much. We are about two months away uh, from a new year where we're going to be embarking on some new programming. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that today. But mostly, as you heard on the way in, I'm talking about my decision to buy an e-bike. An e-bike. An e-bike is simply an electronic bike. An electronic bike is a battery involved. There's some pedaling involved is what we used to call in the 70s a moped almost. So if you remember that terminology, 
We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but, you know, before we get started, I wanted to kind of pub a couple episodes uh, so that you can take advantage of them. If you uh, if these kind of strike your fancy, we still have the same top five shows that we've always had. I'm going to run through those really quick, but I'm also going to tell you about a couple of our last episodes that have really been trending. Our top episode remains. It remains. It's undefeated. What are the top 10 most commonly asked interview questions? That is a a great podcast to listen to just for general information. And obviously, if you are in the job market and you're interviewing some great tips in that podcast, I got to tell you, that was that's one of my favorites. And I'm not the only one. The downloads uh, suggest that this is uh, the most popular of all of the podcasts. The second is how to find and possibly hide your IP address. In this day of hacking and scamming and all these other things, uh, that's something that you should know as well. It's for your safety, it's for your protection, how to find and possibly hide my IP address. Uh, the next one was uh, number three comes in at what is the electoral college. Uh, number four is best U.S. cities for tiny house living. Uh, I've got a group of folks that listen here. You may be one of them that really interested, like I am, in tiny house living. And so the best cities, we uh, listed them and we listed why, you know, mainly because a lot of these cities have put in laws and different construction and development features that make it easy for developers to go in and and build these communities and for owners of tiny houses uh, to get insurance and to get financing and so forth and so on. So check out Best U.S. Cities for Tiny House Living. And then number five is what's my resting heart rate? We do quite a bit uh, podcast here as it relates to health and wellness. And this was a good one. What's my resting heart rate? And and what are some ways to lower my heart rate to uh, elongate my lifespan? That's something uh, that we all should know. Uh, Most recently, uh, we did a podcast of 10 ways to take a stress-free family vacation. I mentioned that because we're coming up on the holidays. We are coming up on a time where families uh, certainly will probably be traveling together. And this is good information to have. Not sure about you, but uh, my birthday is coming up and I certainly have a trip planned. And my birthday trip is usually always with my family. And it's usually always the Walt Disney World. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a big Disney fan. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney at some point. Uh, folks are a little disenfranchised with Disney at this point. Some cost increase, and there's a petition going around from uh, retired Imagineers of uh, all places to axe and fire uh, Bob Chapek, who is the current uh, new CEO, and uh, he inherited the company right before COVID. So congratulations, Bob, for that. But quite honestly, folks are not very happy with the job he's doing. Uh, there are some moves that he's making, some costs increase to different platforms, to the parks. It's just been a lot going on. And I'm going to bring that to the podcast here. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it. Not today. I'm just kind of warming you up for it, just letting you know in the next two to three podcasts, be expecting that one. But today we're talking about the e-bikes because I am almost ready to pull the trigger on my e-bike purchase. My birthday's in two weeks. I have done a colossal amount of research. I am a research addict, uh, myself and my daughter. We um, 
did about almost a year and a half worth of research and uh, research on bulldogs before we got our baby Maisie. We have a miniature English bulldog and she's a rescue and she's just as plump as she can be. She's a snore. They all are, uh, even though she's had her palate work. She's just, you know, part of the family at this point, but we've had her about three years now. Uh, but my point is, even in getting her, we did so much research to make sure we were uh, making the right investments. If you know anything about Bulldogs, they are not, I repeat, they are not inexpensive. And you don't want to get involved with some sort of bad breeder. You don't want... um you know, a dog with health problems. And if you know anything about bulldogs, they have chronic issues in certain areas, be it their joints, arthritis, uh, uh, dry eye. Uh, they have the little, you know, fat, squinchy little face. So you have to clean their crevices. You have to brush their teeth. There's, they can't eat certain foods. So there's a, a lot to know about owning a bulldog and you want to make sure you know that if you want to be a good owner a lot of times we we rush out because we like the way this pet looks and and we get it and we're not equipped uh, financially to take care of it and then of course the pet suffers okay i don't want to get into it uh because it's a sore spot for me but anyway uh we've got miss Maisie. she's so great and she's my couch buddy She's my couch buddy. She'll get right up beside me on the couch. And you've got to be careful because when she starts pulling them back, she may draw you right into it. And you both will be asleep on the couch when you're intended to watch the game. That's happened to me before. So anyway, my point is uh, I do quite a bit of research and uh, we've done the research here on these e-bikes and I'm going to tell you which one I decided, but I'm going to tell you sort of the process I went through, some of the bikes I considered, and ultimately I'm going to end up with the bike that I am purchasing. I'm going to go through why I decided this bike uh, is the best for me at this point. I'm going to tell you the cost. I'm going to give you the schematics on it. How far does it go? How much does it cost? What's the shipping? A little bit of history on on the company, all of these things. We're going to start off, though, with uh, the top 10 reasons to buy an e-bike. This is from cyclist.com. I'm sorry, cyclist.co.uk. Um, I found uh, a few articles, but this one sort of hit my fancy because it kind of meets up a little bit more where I am in my life. I started researching e-bikes during covid as I had a little extra time, as most of us did. And there's a lot of exercising for me going on during COVID. I uh, increased my workouts from once a day to twice a day, doing a lot of woodworking. And my wife and I started a uh, hiking challenge. We did, actually, we need to get back on and we're going to be successful completing this year. 52 um, hike challenge is what, what our plan is. Uh, but anyway... During COVID, I really started looking seriously into purchasing uh, another bike. Initially, it was just a regular bike. Uh, my son was in college. Um, he needed a bike to get around, so I gave him my bike. So I needed to purchase a new bike. And this kind of led me into the area of just searching. And then when I started going over e-bikes, I was out one day and I actually saw an e-bike where I was. And I thought, man, okay, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. And I started finding out these different companies, how much e-bikes cost, because there's a pretty good disparity in uh, the numbers. So you have the cost, which can be, uh, you know, from my perspective in the mid 
uh, you know, 500 range for a bottom tier type of bike, a begin, I don't want to say bottom tier, but a beginner level type of bike, uh, all the way up to about three or $4,000 or more, depending on what you're trying to do. Now, some of the components of e-bike, uh, schematics are this size battery that has a big, you know, big, uh, cost effect. Some bikes have two batteries. And of course, if you've guessed it, yes, the batteries, just like with your phone or just like anything else, the more battery life you have or the longer battery life you have, the longer you can use the, uh, apparatus in this case, the bike. And in this case, the distance. So one battery would take you a certain distance, but two would take you twice as far. And one of the things I like is the idea of being able to be responsible and leave a uh, smaller footprint as it relates to, um, you know, the energy that we're using. Now, I work from home and I've always worked from home. So uh, commute has not been an issue for me. But many people have considered e-bikes because it is a solution, a better solution than a gas type of uh, vehicle. So some of the bikes, for example, the one that I'm looking at has a 45 mile radius on one charge. Okay. So these bikes go quite far. Now I know cyclists who are serious about cycling. They're not doing e-bikes, but they, they can cycle for miles, you know, seven miles. I, it was nothing for me to do seven miles when we would take our bikes out before, uh, here in Atlanta, we have a place called the Beltline and we have a place called the, the Comet Trail. The number of places people go to ride bikes and you can ride for great distances. I don't think I've done more than 10 miles at a time in my neighborhood. I ride me and my daughter ride. We ride all the time or we used to. And uh, we would average about two to three miles each time we rode out of our neighborhood into the next to a school and back. It's a mile and a half there and a mile and a half back or more. And so it gave us a little bit more than three miles each time we were out. And that was really good exercise for us. Uh, but I wanted to take it further. I wanted to also have, I just was very interested in owning one. So I began the research and I'm going to tell you what I found. Now, 10 reasons to buy an e-bike. 10 reasons to buy. Uh, number one, they can help you go further, faster, and longer. If you are that person and you are considered and concerned about the ecosystem, oh, not the ecosystem, but our um, actual, um, <laughs> while I'm sitting here in the studio, I, I, I think it's my dog. It just hit up against the um, my door, and so it kind of threw me off. So I'm like, well, somebody's going to break into the studio. Uh, she must have heard me talking about her. So uh, if you are concerned about your footprint as it relates to uh, any sort of energy you're using, and you want to have an alternative method to get from point to point. Let's not say you can do commute. You can say, I need to run to the store or I want to go to the mall. Whatever your deal is, if you want to have an alternative method for doing that, that's not a gas uh, option, then, yeah, you can go further, faster and longer. Can you ride your bike to the mall? Yes, but you can't do it at 28 miles an hour. Some of these e-bikes go that fast or more. The bike that I'm looking at goes about 28 to 30 miles an hour on top end. 
So, yeah, while you don't want to get on the highway here in Atlanta at 30 miles an hour, that's plenty of speed to get you to the corner store or to have a fantastic ride on a comet trail or at some distance where there are not runners and people that you could potentially run into, like the Beltline. You don't want to be going 30 miles an hour on the Beltline. So um, you can go further, faster, and longer. Electric bikes offer many of the same benefits that regular cycling does, but because you got an added benefit uh, of the MPH or the battery power on board, you're able to travel great distances and you can ride longer. So if you're someone who likes to be out and to be in nature, you can be on cement, you can be off-road because what I like are the fat tire e-bikes. So they're built in a way where you can be off-road, not suggesting that you're going to do mountain biking or anything like that. I wouldn't do that. But you can be off of a paved surface and still have a pleasurable experience. Now, they're also, um, the e-bikes also allow you to go faster than most cyclists and some cars. Modern motors can travel at 50 times faster uh, than cars of 100 years ago, and gridlock roads mean that the average car speed and traffic hasn't increased much at all. In other words, they're saying if you're stuck in traffic like a lot of people commonly are here in Atlanta and other big cities, and you want to bypass a lot of that, E-bike is a good solution. I see people on, you know, motorcycles all the time. E-bike is a good solution and it's not a gas solution. So number two, uh, they'll get you out and riding more. I think that's the case. I'm so infatuated with getting this e-bike. I'm going to be out all the time. And according to a recent report and study by the Transport uh, Research Laboratory, regular bikes make it out of the shed fewer than 25 times a year with 46% being used just twice a year. And quite honestly, well, I don't want to throw anybody in the bus, but I know people who have bikes and they hang up in the garage. I mean, yeah, and they've been there for a while. Now, in comparison, about 30% of people with e-bikes, electronic bikes, use them once a day. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um, way to communicate, and it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and eBooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. While a whopping 81% ride them at least once a week. This means that e-bike users are twice as likely as regular riders to go out and ride their bikes. If you Google or if you YouTube e-bikes and you see how much fun these folks are having and, 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 you know, beyond the brand and the cost and all of that, the fact that they have this vehicle, that's an alternative for them. Like today, for example, I, I get a lot of these recommendations through YouTube because a lot of times my research took me to YouTube because visually I like to see things and hear what people are saying about it. 
It's a couple that has a channel and they are RVers. And one of the things that they like to do is survey the next place that they're going to go. Uh, but sometimes they, they, it's not very comfortable to do it in the RV. So they like to do it using their e-bikes. And they have this long radius. They can go for long distances on their bikes and not have to worry about hills, not have to worry about terrain and things like that because they have the juice of the batteries on the bikes to get them to and fro. Now, number three, they can also help you stay fit. This isn't just about the throttle. This is also about you pedaling. So there's a combination of the two. So let's say, for example, the bike that I'm looking at, and these numbers are accurate, the distance, you know, full out is about 45 miles. Now, that's on a full battery charge. Now, what if I'm pedaling? If I pedal, what's called pedal assist, then that makes that distance go much further. So I can go... Uh, let's call it 45 miles on pedal assist and the charge of a battery for the bat for the bike that I'm looking at. That's quite a distance. That's got, I, I don't go that far to go to the grocery store where I live. I don't go that far to go to, you know, Target or Walmart or, or uh, you know, grocery pickup. One of the things that they advertise these bikes for is for like Uber deliveries, you know, food deliveries and things like that, particularly in places like Asia, uh, where, you know, you have a large concentration of people in small area and cars are almost, well, I don't want to say unheard of, but people are on uh, mopeds a lot anyway. So it's easier to traverse with a bike, you know, tut tut bike or, or e-bike. Here in the U.S., as long as you don't get on a major freeway, I think you can be safe if you're in a place where there are sidewalks. Certainly, if you're in Atlanta proper, where there are blocks, city street blocks, it would be much more conducive and safe, I think, because the speed limit for cars in the city is about 25 miles an hour. So uh, you could cross over. You could do a lot of things in the city if you're a deliverer, uh, you know, a delivery driver where an e-bike would make a lot of sense for you. You're not using any of your money on gas. You're simply talking about having your e-bike charge uh, for work. Now, um, if you're riding more, you'll be pedaling more. Even if the electronic motor is helping you out on some occasions, some of those occasions will be going up a hill or being on terrain. The good news is that your heart will get some workout, your lungs also, and your blood pressure because endless scientific studies have proven the link between regular exercise and reduced stress level. We've talked about that several times here on the channel. E-bikes are great for people who love the idea of riding a bike, but feel that they can't because their fitness isn't what it should be or what it could be, or maybe it isn't what it used to be due to age or illness. This is a great point. If you are an older individual or a heavier individual or someone who has suffered a setback due to illness, here's an opportunity for you to engage in some exercise and you have some help. That help is that E, that electric part of your bike that can help you. Maybe you get winded a little quicker and you need a little bit of juice. Okay, you don't have to pedal. Now you're on the throttle, but you're still out and about and you're in the sun and you're able to get some exercise as opposed to being indoors or having to feel some sort of fear. If you go out on a regular bike saying, hey, I don't know how far I can go. What if I start to feel bad or whatever the case may be and I cannot make it back? So the e-bike is a way for all of us to be able to participate in some level of exercise and to stay fit. 
So number four, uh, they can help you save money. We kind of already talked about that. Uh, these are cheaper than putting gas in your car these days. Uh, number five, they're great for commuting. Talked about that pieces uh, already. And they're safer than regular bikes. Number six, most bike accidents on the road take place at junctions such as crossroads or roundabouts. This is often due to the fact that it takes a few vital seconds for a halted cyclist to build up speed. And that's one of the things you'll notice with the e-bike. It's like once you hit your throttle, you're coming out of there at a certain level of speed. Um, having that little bit of motor action can help you accelerate quicker. It'll get you out of the danger zone faster. Number seven, uh, seven, uh, they're great for dealing with hills. So I talked about that a little bit already. If you are not living in an area where it's flat, uh, which I don't know who does. Uh, I don't live in San Francisco, but I don't necessarily live in an area that's super flat. Even in my neighborhood, uh, when I ride out of my driveway, I immediately am on an incline. I'm, I'm headed out of the neighborhood on an incline and I go down and back up and down and back up. It's not very severe, but you can feel it. You can really feel it if you're tired. And on the way back, of course, you can sort of coast. Um, if that's too much for you, uh, either you don't ride at all or you say, hey, I've got a solution. Maybe I have an e-bike. I use my um, battery on the incline. I pedal on the downside or I do pedal assist. I, I pedal while I'm using uh, my throttle, which is an option as well. All right, number eight, uh, they're great for crosswinds and headwinds. Again, any sort of resistance that you're getting while you're out riding, you can always use your motor to help your legs out as you pedal. Number nine, they'll help you explore the world. This is the part I like the most because think of the distances you can go and the things that you can see outside of your car, outside of a closing vehicle while you're on an electronic bike. It can take you off road. Again, I wouldn't try to climb a mountain with it, but you I've seen some people go up some pretty steep hills off road in the bike that I'm going to purchase. So if I had to do it, I think the bike could do it. Uh, but the bike, the e-bike is an option. Some of them are a little bit more sturdier than others. So if this is something you want to do, you got to make sure that you are getting a bike that has those sorts of features. But e-bikes also make ideal touring bikes. They do have fat tires. Some of them, the one that I'm buying does, uh, initially came out with four inches. Now it's three inches, uh, a redesign, uh, upgrade with a very comfortable, uh, seat. Fatter tires are standard and many have eyelets to allow, um, for you to be able to fit racks on the front and the back of the uh, bike. This is why I say you can go to the store. You can be an Uber, uh, Foods delivery type, Uber Eats type delivery person, something like that. Um, it's really awesome. All right, number 10, they're simply huge fun to ride. Uh, I hope that is the case. I hope that is the case because I remember when I was a kid, my cousin did get a moped and we used to love to ride the thing. Uh, anything with a motor that we could drive or consider ourselves driving or riding, we loved as kids. And I'm looking forward to that sort of childlike adventure, being able to get on my e-bike and just go, having it fully charged, getting out there and just going. All right. So. Here's the first bike that I considered, and I considered it because I liked the way that it looked, and I love the story of the owner. And I'm going to tell you, the name of the company is called Juiced Bikes. 
Juiced Bites. That's the way it sounds. J-U-I-C-E-D Bites. And the name of the bike that I was looking at was called the Scorpion. But they have uh, one that's called a Hyper Scorpion, which is like a, a, a two-battery version of the Scorpion, basically. And there was another one that sort of looked like a, 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 a actual older style type of motorcycle. It is called the Scrambler. Those really got my attention. The Scorpion starts at about $1,799. That's $1,799. Goes up to about another $1,000, $2,799. The Hyper Scorpion, the extra battery, extra distance. The Scrambler is about $1,499, depending on when you're listening to this. Okay. Now, I love the look of these. I enjoy learning about it in terms of the distance and how they are made. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about their uh, uh, what's on their website. It says their story. Uh, Juice Bikes is a California-based electric bike company offering innovative and top-performing electric mobility products at an accessible price. Um, for some reason, when I was watching these videos, I didn't think this guy was in California. I know for a fact he was in Asia somewhere. I just don't know exactly where. I watched a number of bikes where he went out and tested these things, and he wasn't in California. But anyway, right now they, they're they're located in California. The company was founded in 2009 by a gentleman named Tora, T-O-R-A, Harris. He's a graduate of Princeton University, and he has a degree in mechanical and aerospace engineering. I love this guy's story, and I love the fact uh, that he's a Princeton grad, not that I'm Princeton alumni. I just love the fact that he's a smart guy and decided, hey, I can look at what I can do sort of thing. Harris is a record-breaking high-jump champion, five-time American champion, and a 2004 Olympian. He's passionate. Uh, his passionate commitment to academic pursuits and athletic competition is now devoted to developing his high-performance personal mobility products, in other words, these e-bikes, that takes customers on a life-changing ride. Originally established as an importer of lithium-ion batteries, Juice Bikes made the jump from importer to e-bikes manufacturing company and quickly progress to developing electronic bikes with the inventive and functional ODK utility e-bike launching in 2010. So this company is about 13 years old. Um, Juice bike products are designed, engineered, and supported by a team in San Diego, produced to exactly the qualifications and specifications, as you see on the website, uh, they take enormous pride in setting performance standards of range, of quality, of durability, affordability, and service support for global e-bike industry. Now, I will tell you, I really like the way their bikes look. I really do. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons why I chose not to go with them was because of the price. Was because of the price. I think had I caught them a year or two earlier, I probably would have just pulled the trigger and bought it anyway. And I still may buy one. It's just that I ran upon a bike that looked just as cool and was a thousand dollars cheaper. When I ran the specs, specs are very similar. I'm not going to be riding, you know, 70 miles and stuff like that on my bike. Although I would like to have the, the, ability to do that. I'm, I don't see myself ever doing that. But 30 to 40 miles is very doable because that's basically 15 miles out and 15 miles back, you know, so forth. 
So I looked and looked and looked at a lot of different bikes, and I came across the bike that I believe that I'm going to buy. Not I believe, I am going to buy in the next few days. And this bike companies call electric bikes. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water as I'm hiccuping. Electric, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, like electric without the E, electric bikes. And this was basically a mom and pop type situation, i.e. a mom or dad and son type situation. They were building bikes out of their garage. If you go to either of these sites, you'll see that they've got some really cool looking e-bikes. And uh, electric bikes, a little different than juice bikes, they only have one type of bike. And their bike is considered a fat tire e-bike. That's what people call them, fat tire e-bikes. And they've got two styles. Uh, they've got one that is a what they consider a step through, which means the frame is sort of lower. So if you're a lady or if you're an older person, you don't want to get your foot up super high every time. It's kind of like you get those 10 speeds and they have that bar at the top. You know, the, the, the guys have the bar and the girls have that slanted bar. It's like that. So you either have the step through or you have the regular one. And their bike is called the XP 2.0. This is the new and improved version of their initial bike. And I'm going to buy this bike. It is currently $999. There's one upgrade that I'm looking at. It's probably going to put it at probably $1,150 or something plus tax. And I really find it to be cool. I've done uh, significant reviews on this, as I stated before. You can go to the website, check out some reviews, or I would just tell you, why don't you go to YouTube and just put in, uh, you're not going to find much bad on either of these uh, companies, I don't think. Uh, if you do, let me know, because I didn't see anything. I uh, heard raving reviews for both of these products, and it, if it wasn't for the uh, disparity in pricing, I may have just went with Juice Bikes. But for my first e-bike and what may turn into a situation where I get an additional one for my wife, I wanted one that was not too heavy, uh, something that I could transport. It's another reason why I'm going with electric because electric folds down. The juice doesn't. And the juice really looks like a moped. It looks heavy. And it probably is because it probably gives you a, a fantastic ride. But how do I transport that? Well, the electric bike breaks down and I can put it in my back of my van or something like that. And I could take it to the course or wherever I'm going to ride. Um, I don't have that option with a juice bike. They both are fat tire e-bikes. I, they have the look that I want and they both are made with quality products. Now, here's the story about the electric bikes. Electric e-bikes is the only company uniquely founded on trust. Their products were inspired by uh, you, meaning the customer, and built for you, the customer. To begin with, it was a dad, a son, and the dream of an e-bike. So the gentleman, Brent Conlow, just wanted a sweet bike at an honest price, and he wanted his wife along for the ride. His son, Levi, had cut his entrepreneurial teeth at eight years old, mowing lawns, walking dogs, selling sports drinks to dehydrated summer campers, and eventually detailing cars as a teenager at hourly rates, uh, five times the minimum wage. Basically, Levi was a kid who showed initiative. He was an entrepreneur. Levi's childhood friend, Robbie Dezeal, 
was something of a Renaissance kid. He inherited a tinkering mentality from a father who was handy and viewed it as a um, tantamount that the kids learned to do and build tangible things. So Robbie's utility was paired with the creative side. He loved music and classical literature, joining a, uh, a pop band while studying mechanical engineering in college. So long story short, these three, the friend, the dad, and the son, uh, started building bikes. And the story goes on that they finally got one done, and it was a colossal uh, screw-up. It wasn't very good, the first one they did, and they just kept doing it and doing it until it got better and better. And literally, their company now, a lot of the operation is still done uh, from this core location of their home. They do have a factory. Uh, let me see where they're located. They got a pretty big team now. Uh, yeah, they got a large team. And they're all, uh, which is great, they have them listed on their website, their entire team listed on their on their website. Um, this company is out of Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. I think they ship, though, out of Michigan. So uh, when I went to look for the ship times, uh, one indication to me was that it was going to be coming from Michigan. So Detroit, Michigan is must be where they also have a plant. So why did I decide, other than what I've told you so far, to go with this particular e-bike? Let me sum it up. I was going I want a certain look. The fat tire e-bike is what I'm going for. There are other e-bikes that look just like regular 10-speed bikes or mountain bikes. They have batteries on them in inconspicuous places where it doesn't seem robust. The bike is thin. It's lightweight. Fine. That's not really what I wanted. I have a 10-speed type bike like that and a mountain bike. I wanted an e-bike to sort of mimic. I'm not at the point in my life where I'm ready to go and get a motorcycle. I still have another child to get through college. So uh, I want to be responsible in that way. But I love riding my bike, and I thought this would be the next best thing to get an e-bike. And I wanted something that was going to have a cool look and have comfort. And one thing that I know, your tires have a lot to do. Your tires and suspension have a lot to do with the comfort of your ride. So a fat uh, tire e-bike is what I decided on. The next was to look the robustness of the body and of the frame. Was it going to be durable? Uh, How well built was it? The parts, the brakes, the lights, the components of the e-bike that read out to you. Uh, It's important that your speedometer and different things are uh, of good quality. So they're giving you accurate information. How easy is it to manipulate the speeds of the bike, the throttle, the different stages of the pedal assist. So I went through all of that and I decided that the electric bike really fit my criteria. It really fit my criteria. Now, what I'll tell you is what I always tell you. These guys are not sponsoring things you should know. So I'm not pumping them up because they've sent us a check. Now, if they should happen to hear this and they do want us to sponsor them, then that's a whole nother. I mean, they would like to sponsor us. That's a whole nother conversation. I'd love to have that. Um, but I'm giving you simply my honest review on these. Uh, we're not being sponsored by either of these companies. I'm just telling you the research that I've done. And I'm going to lead you to the same pond. And if you want to drink, you just have to do your own research. Uh, but I'm going to be ordering the electric XP 2.0 in black in about a week's time. 
and it's going to arrive hopefully in two to three days, according to what I saw on the website as well. And I will tell you this, I will, I'll do the unboxing and I'll give you an honest review of my first ride and I'll let you know how things are going and how far I'm going and how fast I'm going and how much I'm enjoying it. I'm already sold. I don't even, I'm not even concerned. It's just like, I just can't wait to get the bike at this point. I've done so much research and you know how that thing is now you do so much research you've seen so many videos you're just ready for the thing i'm ready for the thing so when i get my e-bike i'll jump back on the horn and i'll give you guys an update but that's what i'm going with so electric bikes if you want to go to their website it is electric bikes with an s.com and they will show you what they only have two products and so it's not very extensive, but I think they make good quality bikes. If you go over to Juiced and you decide that you want something a little bit more robust, um, you can go there. Um, I did find that um, the Juice bikes probably go a little further and a little faster. Um, the electric bikes, I think, can go up to about 28 to 30 miles an hour, and you'll have to... Um, you will have to, you know, read the paperwork to make sure wherever you are in your area, what is the maximum speed for an e-bike? Because there, there are some areas, uh, some county, cities, et cetera, where you would have to register your bike if it went over a certain speed. So just be aware of that. But if you go to Juice Bikes, they've got a larger selection. They've got a much larger selection. Well, I wouldn't say much larger. They, they've got a larger selection. And so if you want to do something in a little different style that doesn't really look like a motorcycle or a moped, you can do that. They've got cross current. They've got rip current. They've got other styles of bikes. So I just want to bring that to you today. I thought it'd be interesting for you to know. And when I get my bike, I will come back and I'll give you the follow up and tell you how awesome it is on that first ride. So like I said, uh, we've got some really good content coming up for you in the next few weeks. We're going to be bringing some Disney content to you in the event that you're thinking about heading down uh, to help them continue their celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. If you're thinking about doing that, we're going to bring some information on how you can do that, what that's going to look like in terms of cost. Uh, we're also going to get back to our part two of health and wellness when we started talking about self-care. We're going to have Miss Giovanna back on for part two of that. So look forward to that. And um, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for joining me today. It's been great. It's been great. Like I said, it's Friday here for me, wherever it is for you. You go and put your feet up. I'm sure you had a full day. Get you some rest uh, and have your drink, whether it's water or wine. I hope you have a great time. Come back in two days. Check us out here at Things You Should Know. Appreciate it. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates. 
and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.